You're listening to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. Hello, Parkview. This is Thomas Hoke, one of your pastors here at Parkview, and I'm happy to be welcoming Todd Kramer. Welcome, Todd. Hey, so glad to be here. Yes, we're doing another little team talk time together. Uh, we're meeting the elders. And Todd, you are an elder, but even more important, my brother-in-law. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's really more important, but uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing Todd for years and years. I think is probably likely that Todd and Beth have connivingly, cleverly set me up with my wife, which I am very happy about. And um, Todd, I was reading Nehemiah 1 this morning, and I had mind that we would have this conversation. Here's what I read that reminded me of you. Nehemiah 1, verse 5. Uh, oh God, oh Lord God of heaven, this is Nehemiah praying. Of course, Nehemiah, great uh, great guy. Came back, built up the walls of, of uh, Jerusalem after they had broken down. Super heartbroken over it. And he prays, oh Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and so forth. He says, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant. And he goes on and on, especially to talk about how he is praying that the Lord would be a good listener. And I thought, Todd, is that's one of the things I love about you. Todd, you're a great listener. You make people feel heard. And that is what God is like. God hears us. So thanks for reminding us about that. That's one of the things I think you really bring to our church through your presence on our board and, and just as a friend, one of the things I appreciate most about you. So, so glad you're here. Yeah, that means a lot. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, should we hear a little bit more about who you are? Let's. That's why you're here. Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds great. Todd, tell us, where did you grow up? Where are you from? Yeah, I grew up in Southern California in the um, yeah, city of Irvine. Um, so I tell people it's about 10 minutes from Disneyland. Yes. And so grew up, grew up there, um, came to Jesus at age of six. Mm. Uh, my grandmother led me to the Lord and just... I one of the godliest women I've ever known and, mm-hmm. um, but grew up there in a small, small little church there, mm-hmm. um, where I really kind of got serious about Jesus, um, going into, into high school and really felt at that point that God had called me into, into ministry. Mm-hmm. And so began kind of the preparation process, um, really from yeah, freshman year on until after graduating college, um, mm-hmm. started, started ministry. Mm-hmm. Wow. You answered like four of my questions in one. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'm going to dive in deeper then. So you grew up in California, and then you started in ministry, and that took you to a few different places, right? Where were those? Yeah, after, my first ministry was in the Palm Springs area, mm-hmm. um, working at a Presbyterian church as a, as a youth director, and did that for about six, six and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then as much as I didn't like college, um, felt God calling me back to seminary. Mm. And so made the move to, to Dallas for Dallas Theological and did, did three years there. And mm-hmm. while there served as, as an interim youth pastor for, for six months and then a pastoral intern at a, at a multi-site church for, mm-hmm. um, for the last couple of years. And, um, at graduation, um, got the, met, met Jeff Gilmore and got the, got the job here at Parkview. And so at graduation right. was able to, um, to move up here in 2007. Yes. And that's what many people maybe don't know. Many par- people probably do, but many, many probably don't know is that Todd was on staff here 
from 2007 to 2018. Okay, so a real good run. And I remember actually, uh, this pains me in some ways to remember, but I remember when Todd, he's already laughing, Todd was here. I'm sure it was already sort of a sealed deal that you were going to be the next, you know, youth pastor, but there was a, a get together with the students. You remember this? And, um, and I was one of those students. I don't know if it was because I was a leader or just, I don't I was around or what, but it was sort of you meeting us. And I was going through some of my more serious brooding teenage years at that time. Uh, and probably especially wary of kind of new men around me having, you know, dad struggles in my past. And I'm sure I asked you some really great and non-annoying questions in that time. You remember that fondly or you're like, never bring it up again. <laughs> No, I, I remember, I remember the meeting, I mean, and, and meeting a bunch of students. And really the only question that, that I still remember is somebody asking, and maybe it was you, maybe it was somebody else asking if I would, would root for the Hawkeyes. And, oh, really? and as a, as a USC Trojan fan, I kind of said, well, yeah, unless they, they play each other okay. and, and did that. And yeah, some people really liked that. Some uh -huh. people didn't like that. I would have partial okay. um, loyalty, but okay. yeah, it was just a. It was a fun way, I mean, for me to just to get to know, I mean, yeah, students, but a long time ago. That's funny. Well, as my youth pastor then for, I think it was probably three years or so, two or three years, uh, Todd was a huge help to me in, in my growth in Christ too. So I know with uh, USC coming to the Big Ten, Todd, I'm prepared for Todd to become just insufferable and just the Lord is going to be with us. So I'm not too worried. But great. And so you came to Iowa City and you met... Someone special who is Yeah, Beth. no, on, on on the interview um, up here, it was the first time I met Beth, and she was serving, I mean, in student ministry as she was going through med school. I mean, knowing that three of her siblings were going through, I mean, going through the student ministry, wanting to be able to spend as much time with them mm -hmm. um, as possible. And and so, yeah, so I met her, I mean, then, and, and as, as I moved up here, um, yeah, we began in dating in 2008, or the... The first thing back in the church after the flood was mm -hmm. our was our wedding. Yes. So December. Been, yeah, December twelfth. Yes. December twelfth. Wonderful. And now you know, probably people see you on a Sunday at Central Campus with a flock of, of children coming after you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how your family grew. Yeah, they probably see us coming in about ten minutes late for the sure. for the nine o'clock service. Okay. Um, the five kids, um, Sammy is our oldest, is a, is a junior hire. Um, we adopted him from Russia when he was almost three years old, and and so yeah, so it's been a, a fun journey um, with him. Um, Jacob is um, is nine. Um, Luke is is eight. We adopted him right after he turned three from from China. Um, Lainey is our our lone our lone girl. Um, is is six and then and then Pray Timmy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and Timmy just turned um, four last week. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit about kind of the adoption journey and what what led to that for you guys? Yeah, for us it was. We'd always talked about adoption, and in our mind, it was going to be kind of after we'd had kids and had biological kids, then we would go down the adoption road. And and as we started started down that journey, there were some looking at, I mean, some some fer fertility issues and mm -hmm. and that. And at the same time, my brother and his wife had been for a couple of years going through the same thing, mm -hmm. and and after going through it for a couple of years, then they started 
they started the journey and, and as we watched and really saw the pain, I mean, as, mm. as they were kind of walking through that process, we just talked and said, you know what, if, if God provides an opportunity, then, then let's, let's, I mean, pursue that. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that she had been looking at some pictures mm-hmm. of, of like toddlers and, and all that. <laughs> I'd never seen any of the pictures, but then, I mean, one night she showed me Sammy's picture and, and I'm like, yeah, he's ours. And, and it surprised us both that it was just a quick, like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that one was, I mean, just God's hand, I mean, mm-hmm. was in, we, we saw his picture in January and he was home in, in July. And mm-hmm. that was with three trips to Russia. And wow. a couple months later, Russia closed their doors to adoption yeah. and still closed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so just God's hand was mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. and still wanted to go through that process again. And really al- almost right after Jacob was born, we had started and mm-hmm. it took a lot longer um, with different countries, but then, yeah, just the door opened up for, for bringing Luki home from China. Yeah. And is, is China still open to international adoption? They are. The, um, maybe relations are cooling, though. <laughs> Could be. Okay. Yeah, they're still doing adoptions. It's harder on the U.S. side for oh, okay. international. It's just gotten really, really expensive. Okay. Yeah, we've, well, been so encouraged by your guys' adoption journey, and we've talked with different people who have done it, you know, domestically, internationally, with different countries. It's all, It seems like it's kind of a different story. In, in any case, there's no kind of playbook for it. Like it's simple and straightforward or cheap, you know, right. in any case. Um, and so um, I've also been really encouraged. Todd is also a community group leader at Parkview. And it's it's wonderful to see just the unique community that is really formed around you guys. Different kinds of families with different kinds of needs and just enjoying one another. What has that community meant to you in the last few years? It's It's such a such a blessing i mean at one point we had 17 adoptions within our within our community group it was wow. not the way we we planned it but wow. i mean yeah just the way that god has has brought people into into our lives and whether it's been i mean foster foster care or international adoption or domestic adoption and but just to be able to walk through all of the challenges that are in the foster system, are mm-hmm. in the adoption world, mm-hmm. and and to have a group where we can just be real and mm-hmm. and and just share. I mm-hmm. think at one point we've said if DHS hasn't come to your house, maybe you don't belong because in the adoption yeah. world you just deal with some of that stuff so much, yeah. and it's just been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Especially as we went through COVID, I mean that really helped us get to where we were meeting weekly, whether it was Zoom or or in person, and. Mm-hmm just the, the, the deepness of the relationships mm-hmm. and being able to speak into each other's lives and, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, be there if, if a kid is, if something's going on where one of us can then come and just kind of take the kid away for a while and spend some time and, yeah. and just, yeah, the love that we have for each other and, and the kids is pretty incredible. That's great. Wonderful. Well, I would love to hear a little bit about what you do now. You were youth pastor. What was your sort of title here? It was, pastor. I mean, it was pastor students. Pastor students. And then from there, you transitioned to a very different sort of role. Tell us about that. Yeah. And it, and it started really with, I mean, as, as a youth pastor with, I mean, the opportunity to, to take teams to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, which you, I mean, we're on that first trip that I, that I took. Oh, was and, it the first one? Um, out of the, the 13 I never times knew. there. And <laughs> there we go. Um, and and as we as we did that serving and and getting to know um, fellow Parkview Global workers, Lindsay and Andre Kravtsov, Lindsay being a product of of Parkview and mm-hmm. and Andre Ukrainian and 
as I got to know them and, and just our relationship, I mean, really at first even felt God calling us potentially even to move to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, and so Beth and I had, had talked about that and had looked at those, those possibilities. And, and then as we served alongside of FCA, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, this opportunity opened up, I mean, for the role that I am in in now. Mm-hmm. So I was able to um, yeah, make that transition in, in 2018 to, to join FCA as the long, long title, the Regional Director of International Advancement. Um, and what that is, is I'm a bridge between U.S. staff for FCA and international staff. Mm-hmm. And so just really get to get to spend time with our staff from the former Soviet countries mm-hmm. um, and really get U.S. staff excited about what God is doing in the nations and, and really get them to understand God's heart for the nations. Great. Uh, so I remember recently, obviously, you know, with the conflict in Ukraine and Russia, that there was, you know, the circumstance where a bunch of the people that you work with are in danger, um, but the Lord really provided in a big way. You want to tell a little bit about that story and kind of how that kind of shows the kind of work that you do? Yeah, and and just the picture, I mean, just of God being in control, I think has been the the theme, I mean, for the last few years. But um, because of COVID, we'd had, FCA has an every other year all staff event Mm -hmm. that happens in the U S and, and so because of COVID it got pushed back a year, um, to, um, to last year. And, and so in February, um, of, of last year, um, we had what 13 of our, of our Ukrainian staff, um, as well as their, their families, Mm -hmm. um, were in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. uh, when the invasion started. Wow. And, and so FCA had the foresight to say, Hey, maybe just bring your kids in case something happens. And, Mm -hmm. and so they were all there. And all of a sudden displaced as, mm-hmm. as their homes were literally the, the, the epicenter of the initial fighting. And, mm-hmm. and so they ended up in Kansas city mm-hmm. and yeah, just God has provided in, in so many ways, mm-hmm. um, from, um, a, a guy who had no connection with FCA coming to, um, the headquarters there in Kansas city saying, Hey, I just, God's laid this on my heart. I have, have 13 apartments that I want to give rent free for two years for wow. the Ukrainian families. And, wow. and so all of a sudden there was free housing and, mm-hmm. and cars were provided by dealerships and, mm-hmm. and just really some, some sweet things of the church being the church wow. and, and doing that to, to where in the last couple of months we helped um, organize um, equipment drives um, obviously with the war in, in Ukraine starting, the first thing on, on a coach or athlete's mind was not, Hey, let me get my sports equipment as mm-hmm. they fled for their lives. Yeah. And, and so we were able to gather over a million dollars worth of equipment, 40 pallets worth that, um, we put on a container and it, two weeks ago reached, um, reached Ukraine, wow. uh, where our staff, um, who continued to do day in and day out, those that stayed in Ukraine, I mean, ministry with coaches and athletes, mm-hmm. um, are now able to really bless those and grow those relationships as they can provide sports equipment and, and, um, even things like generators for their homes and, and things as they deal with power issues. And it's been, yeah, just to see God doing some cool things in that time. Wow. That's great. Worthwhile work at the, the perfect time to be involved too. So that's awesome. Um, you were an elder here at Parkview. And uh, we know First Timothy three tells us that if anyone desires to be or aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. And many people know, you know, the elders at Parkview is sort of the decision makers, uh, kind of high in the sky decision makers. But I want to hear from you, your heart for being an elder. What made you say that's that's for me? That's what I uh, aspire to. 
Yeah, I, I think for, for me, I mean, part of it was the, the season that we were in, I mean, as, as a church, as we looked at that, that point, I mean, and starting two years ago, I mean, the, the search process for, for lead pastor mm-hmm. and, and really, I mean, as we, as we, just with the transition, I mean, excited to see what God has in store mm-hmm. and, and to be able to be, to be part of that and to really just join, I mean, that group and, and praying for, for the leadership mm-hmm. um, and really just, I mean, able to see what's happening. But the other part is really even just to, to be intentional of seeing names of, of those that are here on a Sunday morning and to be able to, to pray, I mean, for, mm-hmm. um, for members, for, for attenders, I mean, by name. And mm-hmm. I mean, as a, as a former staff person, I, I love our staff. And mm-hmm. so anything I can do to, to be an advocate, I mean, for, for the staff. And I, I think coming in with a, a unique perspective, mm-hmm. it's really the only one as an elder in, in that role other mm-hmm. than, I mean, our staff, our staff, staff elders, I guess. Yeah. But, but as a former um, staff person, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so to be able to hopefully just to be a, a resource and ally um, advocate, I mean for the for the staff and everything that's going on. Yeah, great, great. What do you what would you say? You mentioned a couple things, but when when you think of what it means to be an elder, and apart from the of course the great responsibility there, what are the things you just enjoy about being an elder? Yeah, I I I love the team. I. As, as a staff person, there had been opportunities, I mean, where I'd been able to sit in on, on elder meetings in the past mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I think that helped me say no at different, at different times, mm-hmm. but I really appreciated, I mean, the, the transition to really focusing and making it a, a key part of, of the meetings to be praying mm-hmm. and to really make that part. Obviously we talk about the business of the church and you talk about all of that, but to really to start with the most important instead of at the mm-hmm. end, just kind of adding a tag on prayer. Yeah. And I, I really love that part. Or, I mean, as we, as we read through books together and, and talk mm-hmm. about leadership and, and really push each other in, yeah. And being, and being shepherds and in, mm-hmm. in being, I mean, how the, how the Bible describes us as, as elders. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And you mentioned kind of the, the circumstances at Parkview when you became an elder, you know, with that in mind, what do you see around Parkview right now that's, you know, encouraging you, that's keeping you positive and just excited? I'm excited. I feel like there's an energy that that hadn't been here. And part of that, I mean, COVID, part of that transition and, and all that. But mm-hmm. I, I think there's an excitement mm-hmm. on, on Sunday mornings. And I mean, with, with Sammy as a, as a junior hire, it's, it's mm-hmm. fun to, to pick him up on, on Sunday nights and, mm-hmm. and see just kind of the buzz, I mean, w- within student ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm biased for that, <laughs> for yeah. that part of, yeah. I mean, of the church and, and love it. And so I just get excited that, that he's excited mm-hmm. um, to, to be there and, um, seeing the numbers for VBS this this, I mean, just seeing the excitement and mm-hmm. just, yeah, I think, I think I've told people, I think the ship is, is turning and there, mm-hmm. there'll be obviously bumps in the road. We're all a bunch of sinners trying mm-hmm. to, to figure things out, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm just excited for where God is leading us. And mm-hmm. I think the future is, is very bright. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I sense the same thing. You know, I was just talking with our group last night, um, and who knows, I don't know when people will be listening to this. Maybe it'll be years in the future. But, yeah, I, I sense the same thing. I'm just encouraged. I, I Particularly, I felt like, you know, here we are. We're getting to the end of the book of Acts. And I see fruit from from just the Lord's work in, in our people's hearts. And I see people being bold for Christ in evangelism. I feel people with just a growing conviction to be a public Christian and 
and kind of come out of their shells and let it be known that they love Jesus. And that is, that's the Lord at work. And, you know, you mentioned two Sunday nights and Sunday mornings and just the sense of, I was so encouraged by the, uh, again, I'm going to date this podcast now. Sorry, Devin, who's sitting here. She's like, stop doing that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the work day we had this last Saturday, this, we're recording this in March, but, um, there were what, some like 80 people here pick, fixing chairs, getting the church ready for Easter to welcome people. And, um, just tons of cool stories of people just loving each other, serving and, um, caring for each other, even in the midst of what, well, it's just something really special. So I, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. Now, what do you find yourself, if you were to say consistent prayer for Parkview, sort of apart from this sort of help people grow in Christ, protect them, keep them growing, what would you say is sort of your, your prayer for Parkview right now, where you sense we, the Lord wants to take us? Yeah, my, my big prayer, I mean, is, I mean, just the, the financial side is, I mean, I, I told people I'm, I'm so glad that God's resources are so much greater than than ours. Mm-hmm. I mean, but just, just praying for, for that situation, for, for the giving, I mean, to, to get where it needs, to, it needs to be and for what that means for, for future ministry, mm-hmm. future ministry opportunities. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's my, my big prayer. And, and then just, I mean, that, that we would truly all desire to be disciple makers. Mm-hmm. And, and if we don't know how that we would have the, the, the wisdom to seek, mm-hmm how to yeah. instead of, Hey, I don't know how to, somebody else can, can do that. And just praying yeah. that we can be, can be disciple makers and in, in our homes and mm-hmm. in our community groups. And yeah, that's right. A whole church forming whole disciples. That's right. That's what we're all about. And I'm, and to that point, I think, you know, I've, I've felt the encouragement of your prayers, not even knowing what they are. Cause I know, you know, we're working on the, at the staff level and just thinking really, doing our best, especially with the now uh, upcoming, perhaps it'll be in the past when you're hearing this, um, description of a discipled person series, talking about what it means to be a whole disciple. We're thinking through how do we help each person make it abundantly clear? How do I grow in Christ and how do I help others grow in Christ? And we definitely need prayer both for, for us as we're preparing all those things and Devin's played a huge role in that and the rest of our staff team, but also for each person that you're listening to this, um, to be thinking about what it would look like for you to take a next step in both of those areas. So wonderful. Um, how can people Parkview be praying for you, Todd? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Having, having, I mean, five kids is, is, is a full-time job. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, mm-hmm. but just as just for Beth and me is just in discipling, our own kids mm-hmm. and, and really being in intentional because mm-hmm. the biggest one I was last night, now that I have a, a teenager and have a junior hire, mm-hmm. um, it was like, man, it was a lot easier as a youth pastor. I could kind of send them home. Yeah. Um, and I, and I obviously can't, you are home. I, it's exactly. <laughs> um, so just being able just to walk through everything that he is dealing with and learning as an awkward mm-hmm. junior high, seventh grade boy. And, um, I don't know that any junior high boy has had a great experience, but, mm-hmm. but just being able to, um, disciple, disciple him mm-hmm. uh, well. And, and then I have the opportunity just to serve alongside of Mike and the student ministry team mm-hmm. in the mission trip this summer. Mm-hmm. And just for that, 
just for that preparation mm-hmm. as we have them 18 i mean from from parkview and, and iowa yeah. city area that are that are going which is is awesome mm-hmm. i mean to serve um alongside of ukrainian staff and ukrainian refugees in in germany and czech republic and so just prayers for that team and for unity in that i think would be would be a huge prayer great well if you're listening to this now is a good time to take a moment to pray for that thank you todd Thanks for serving our church as an elder. We know it's not a not a light thing, and it's not from a spiritual perspective, but also just from a time and energy perspective. We just appreciate your service. And uh, for those of you listening, thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll be back with you soon for another one as we continue to introduce you to our team. Mm-hmm.